0: Welcome to another episode of The Listener Christian. I understand it's been a number of months since uh, I've recorded anything. And I think the last topic was very heavy. Um, And it was one of the taboos that uh, still enslaves a lot of Christians or even non-Christians. And I'm glad that I got that topic out of the way. But I'm also not glad that it's a topic that I still struggle with, but I have control, a little bit more than last time. One day, I hope to be better at this. But today, I'm going to talk about a topic that relates to the last topic of pornography and the addiction of it. It's called the dark spot of your soul. In previous episodes, I've talked about distractions of the flesh. Paul talks about it all the time. And when I read a lot of his works, I get the feeling there is a lot more that is going on in his mind that he's not recording. You know, pen and paper... Was actually very expensive back in the days. You really had to put a lot of thought into what you're going to write down, whether it's your own thoughts, your own feelings, or even just some abstract concept. And what Paul spoke about when he struggled with the flesh, we can only get possibly even a scraping of the tip of the iceberg. Now, I've also spoken about meditation and the threads in life. And I know there are people out there that say threads is a Greek mythology. It's a pagan worship concept. And this will be taken upon in another episode where I will go through the Bible. And I will go through why it's not a pagan concept. I mean, just quickly, if you think about it, threads, we descendants of Abraham. Why do we even have a lineage if there are no threads attached? But today, I want to talk about the dark spot in your soul. And the best thing to do in practice for reviewing this topic is think about how do you talk to god how do you pray to god how do you thank jesus how do you talk to jesus how does god talk back to you and in your heads in your minds i want you to draw a picture of you in this Flat two dimensional plane space. Now I want you to draw where you think Jesus is right now. When he's there for you. Got it? Good. That's where you want Jesus to be. It's very close, isn't he? But what about other times, when you sinned, you begged for God's attention right after the sin, maybe you couldn't pay the bills, you had to commit the sin to pay the bills. Or, perhaps, you feel you don't need to let God, Lord Jesus, into your crafty operations. In fact, as I speak to you right now, you're probably thinking, I don't have any crafty operations. Or do you? I mean, the, the persona and thought of you listening to me right now means that you're probably in your good state of mind, what about the other side, the uncomfortable blind spot I'm talking about, something that you have gotten into a habit of washing away with a really good narrative or story. spot, that if exposed, people around you will judge you, even though they probably have blind spots themselves. But there's this little offensive, defensive strategy that as long as you're perceived good, they don't need to know about the bad. I'm going to press on that today because you want to know how many demons are lurking in there. And you might be wondering that, you know, maybe I got my life sorted and and it's all good. But still, things don't quite go the way they planned. Always comes in. I've got a really good story to, you know, talk about how good I am. But why does that person hate me? Why do my kids judge me? I offered them money. I offered them status. I offered them life. I offer them so many things and they wouldn't take it yet yeah, I'm sure some poor person would easily take it. And here's the thing I, I too have been living you know, multiple lives and I used to be you know, part of a family I mean, it's my birth family and And family members, part of a big church, lie and lie through non-stop about everything. How the family is good. Even though I witnessed domestic violence on both sides. I could not conceive how you could tell a different family. That your family is good and better than theirs when what I witnessed was the complete opposite in fact that one person is part of a group of other people who thinks it's okay as long as they lie uh, and through the lie they bring people to Christ even though we know that in the scriptures Satan is the father of lies said by Jesus so why are we saying to Jesus hey Jesus your message doesn't work but your enemy the one you struck with your heel when you crushed that uh, snakes head yeah we got him in, in a meeting that day and he has this fantastic proposal we will lie to other people and get you in the church get them all in the church it's all good don't worry about it where have you heard that structure before you hear it all the time in corporate you hear it all the time in churches right now and you know and you have these pastors who say you know what, I'm going to pray and you know, pray for the truth do things the right way but they don't tell you how to do it they don't tell you what to do they just say well here's a blank space, you fill whatever you want in there, go out but Don't do what the devil does, don't lie, but if you don't know if that lie is a lie, is it still okay? Did I just throw you off? I said it. I said something very, very uncomfortable right now. What if that lie is a lie, but you don't know if it's a lie? Can you still use that to bring people in to Christ as a tool? The answer is no, you can't. The God of Abraham is the God that knows all. What is a God that knows all? He's the God of understanding. You've, if you've done that, you've literally brought people in, not to the God of understanding, but into a fictitious organization that promotes ignorance. We talk about you know, religion versus science. There's no debate here. There is absolutely no debate here. Christians and science go hand in hand. And they have been doing so for a very long time. And what happened when the church was promoting science back in the days? I'll tell you what was happening in America sending people up to the moon and that's literally in the 50s what a mess we as Christians have become today to this date nobody at church wants to talk to me because of the two divorces I've had it is really unfortunate After the first one, that they decided, my weak character is a problem for the church. has nothing to do with my relationship with God. In fact, they said, you should spend more time reading the Bible, and less time going into nature. Very, very odd perspective. I go into nature and I look at the trees and the, the butterflies, the caterpillars, the unfortunate, you know, disgusting mollusks, the slugs, um, you know, scorpions, snakes, etc. Those are creatures that God has created. They function and I appreciate God through it. It's a, a grounding for me to understand that the God is so powerful created this amazing creation and yet you're telling me no, let's focus on the words in the Bible which are equally important but you're focusing on what humans have interpreted as the system to be part of this comes back to the logic that Christ has said is it the altar or the food offering that is more important it's the altar that makes the food holy according to their logic. And likewise, God's creation, which is around us right now, is important. It's what leads to life, to where we are right now. You can't have the scriptures you know, created on earth if there's no oxygen in the air, if there's no bacteria or fungi. Uh, brewing and decomposing and recycling you know uh, nutrients so that we as humans can form into functional human beings all this is a massive complex system so we talked about the system around the world we talked about God this dark spot that I keep you know, talking about let's go back into that the weakness by the family member that believes you can spread lies if you don't know if it's a lie that's other people that's his dark spot very dark spot and as I said other people also in his circle do the same thing They spread lies, and believe in the lies. But why does it work? Why does it work? That's because everybody who is not chosen by Christ, who do not know themselves, me included, we all have a dark spot. We all want to protect that dark spot. That's our little sinister area that we say we don't want God in anywhere near there. Are we watching pornography? Alright. God, don't talk to me. That's literally the, the logic that follows. Am I lying in a, in a business case? God, don't remind me. I'm focused right now. Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I arguing with someone that I, shouldn't, that I know is wrong? Again. I want to dominate, I want to control the other person, that's a dark spot. I want people to be happy they I'll get there as long as you don't question my methods. What separates a Christian in this day and age? whether they let God into their soul. There's a lot of pastors that talk about letting God into their lives. Like, it's like a fanciful thing. Like, yes, God, come into my life. But, you know, (laughs) it's all dependent on whether I get caught or not. Totally dependent on whether I get caught. These little dark spots that each of us protect. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. Except to tell you that it is an individual journey. I know I have my dark spots. And I know that I have to question them. But if you do not question the dark spots of your soul, you will be controlled by them. Do you know what happens when enough people with dark spots that do not want to question their dark spots, but would like to control others so that they do not question their own dark spots? You get a group of people that start justifying the worst crimes in humanity. For what reason? is there to dominate over another person. We look at how Japan dominated Manchuria. We also looked at how the Germans demonized the Jewish community. That logic makes no sense. No sense at all. But you can tell that it. It has led them there from being unwilling to question their dark spots. In other words, with enough people to question, to not question the dark spots, to protect the dark spots of their soul, to harbor the evil that they think is passive and less likely to do anything and harmless, we create a generation of people that are easily misled. They think the truth suddenly becomes what their feelings are and those feelings are to protect the dark spot in their soul to protect their comfortable living standards their comfortable lifestyle that drives people to do the worst things and have the most irrational logic to living it is unfortunate church is now church is now driving this deception vaccines you know like why is that a problem is it unclean is it clean I thought things were all made unclean uh, from the New Testament now apparently it's not because it's got kind of fetal matter alright let's look at cannibalism it's always been you know a a terrible thing uh, and humans have lived with it for a very very long time Uh, and if you notice in the old testament talk about people who are disgusted by eating you know dead babies when you when you have a city surrounded by uh, the military there's no food or water going into the city so you know it is a terrible state Is that the same thing? Doesn't seem like it. All we're saying is we're keeping people alive by boosting an immune immune system that they already have. But that's really complicated. The core logic of this all comes down to they're protecting their lifestyle from changing. And if lifestyle is an ethic that we have to live through, there is no point having being friendly to neighbours. There is no point, you know, loving the other person. It's fake love. Which comes back to you as a Christian or you questioning whether it's worth being a Christian. What is a true Christian? This cycle that keeps going on and on and on, it's nuts. And when more people with similar dark spots get together and they form a club and they form an interest group, then you've got you know, a, bit of a, a bit of a huge problem. If you have a dark spot and you can't see it, it's because dark spots are blind spots. You want to know who is controlling you. Best way to do it is to see where that dark spot in your life is controlling you. Is it about happiness? Truth is never happy. It's just Truth is just something that is easy to work with and talked about threads when you look at a lie there are threads and lies they lead to more lies and when you cluster them all together it looks like a a really weird crazy logic that's what our brain does We're, we're all neuro neural machines likewise the truth has threads and the more you stay with the truth the more you put energy in the truth, the more threads you find to lead to more truths. I mean, it's not really you know, a good way to explain things. Like, how do you know you, you're on the truth or on a lie? We'll get to that later. And I did point to point out that in uh, the first of the few episodes, which I understand it's hard to listen to. I will go through that later. If you say take drugs and because you're trying to escape, have you thought that drugs was your escape out of your current situation of lies, of bad people, bad dark spots? I mean, we want to convert the bad people to the good side eventually, but. What if it was a rescue mission from God to say, hey, get out of there. It's a pretty uh, damning topic. The question I'm sure that is in your head right now is, how do I talk to God about my dark spot? In a recent example uh, of I guess, an infomercial that I I was reading uh, and watching was um, The the Ugly Truth of Mother Teresa. I've always thought Mother Teresa was an amazing saint, did many great things, but after the example of how there was misused funds, there was so many problems rather than directing funds into actual hospitals um, and unrecorded deaths from sightings, uh, it made me think whether or not I have gotten my life completely the wrong way around. i like to see a lot of hope. But what if... What if... the people we espouse to be heroes aren't really who they are wouldn't it be better to understand mother teresa as someone that tried her best given whatever was available at the time and and that and that, and that was it what happened to all the meetings with uh, warlords and um, dictators or even like uh, members of uh, a racist group, which happens to be documented quite a lot. And there's been no change following those meetings. It is so ugly that after digging deeper into what happened with Mother Teresa, I feel cheated that um, I didn't know about this sooner maybe it's all a lie, which I'm hoping, but at this stage in my spiritual life, I can't rule that out. I cannot be comfortable with just accepting someone who's just passed away and leaving them a saint, knowing that was not the complete truth. So, if you feel that the story about Mother Teresa made research I want you to think about Jesus about God what are these narratives that you've been running with your life protecting your dark spot what are they how are they Jesus knows that in you he he knows it, he's been there He's just waiting for you to go up to him and say, Hey, who are you? What is this dark spot? Let me help you out with it. I want you to think about that. I want you to pray to God about it. I want you to meditate on it. Maybe in a few months or perhaps a few weeks, I'll come back, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more. It's also a journey for me. I hope you had a good time listening to uh, this podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to message me. My name is Jimmy from The Listener Christian. Thank you. In Christ.